What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Run Happy Podcast. I'm Baxter Friedman. And I'm Charlie Rook, and this is a podcast for people that want to improve themselves as runners as well as people, and always run happy. Let's get into it. What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode, I think I think it's 23 now. Oh, yeah, okay, 23 of the Run Happy Podcast, and today we're here with Christian Allen, and man, how are you doing? Good, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, good to be on here. Of course. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, Christian, like we, we know who you are, you're a BYU runner and, you know, a big trail runner, but, you know, just for everyone that doesn't know, uh, about you, you know, give them a little background about who you are and what you do. Yeah. Um, I started my college career at a kind of smaller D1 school in Ogden, Utah called Weber state. Um, I ran four years there under coach Tally, Corbin Tally, and I had a fantastic time, just great memories. Um, Honestly, I, I love Weber. I, I still probably bleed purple. But then I uh, transferred to BYU where I grew up loving BYU, and that's where I thought I'd always go. But, uh, you know, God has different plans at times. So I ended up at Weber and then I transferred to uh, BYU as a grad student. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I, I didn't have cross-country eligibility, so I wasn't enrolled um, in the fall semester, and I didn't run cross-country with BYU then. But I got a good opportunity to do some international trail racing which is what I'm really passionate about. And uh, I loved it and hoping to do that some more here after this uh, college season's over. But I also got to do a marathon and that marathon kind of gave me the opportunity to run uh, the Olympic trials here in two weeks. So I'm kind of doing an indoor season along with some marathon training and uh, just seeing how things go. That's really interesting. I mean, I, obviously, we just talked about it a little bit off camera that not all college runners are going to be in your type of situation right now. So, you know, how have you found balancing training for almost three different, like three completely different events, like whereas indoor <laughs> marathon and, uh, you know, major trail racing. So, how you know, how's that going for you? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely been a little different, but it's definitely uh, spiced things up and kept it fun. Um, it's been nice not to be on the track quite as much this indoor season, just because it gets a little... Uh, a little much, I think, being on the track so much when it gets cold and whatnot. So the weather isn't always great in Utah to do workouts, but we're putting in a little higher volume and just staying out on the road. It's not as quick of turnover as you'd get in an indoor track. So wasn't probably the most prepped for my 3K race, and I just had some weird kind of, uh, I don't know, just kind of weird off race, but hoping to kind of get some more leg speed going and just kind of seeing what I can run with the leg speed off marathon training. So that's cool. So like, uh, again, like, you know, you're doing, you know, so many different like types of distances. Um, and so like, how are you, you know, integrating that into your workouts? Like, how are you making sure that, you know, you're getting the the right amount of, of fitness per each of your events? Yeah. Yeah. I think really what I'm just doing is kind of mostly a marathon block. And the nice thing is having Matt's there. <laughs> uh, he kind of pushes the pace and injects some fuel into a lot of the workouts. So well, it's not necessarily um, super track specific of, you know, maybe we do like a two or three mile workout where it's like you're hitting a bunch of 60s. I haven't really had much of that anymore, at least not quite yet. But uh, we do have a lot of fast, like we did 12 by K last week and average like 250, I don't know, 253 or something or around there. So like it's not necessarily like, you know, 3K or mile pace by any means but i do feel like you can build a lot of strength and a lot of that strength can help you get through some of those quicker workouts so um it's been fun yeah i'm just kind of rolling with it and uh seeing what will happen 
That's awesome. So at what point in your college career did you kind of decide, I actually, I think I really like trail running or I'm really into marathons. Did it come at the end of your undergrad at uh, Weber or was it like in the middle that you were kind of like trying to do a bit of both? Yeah, my passion for trail running, I think, really started as soon as I enrolled at Weber State. Um, there's a great trail system there at the campus, probably. I mean, I don't I don't explore all the campuses countrywide, but probably one of the only campuses that really has trails within a quarter mile of campus. And so we were running on the trails every day. Um, we had different loops we do and just really grew a passion for the trails there. And then uh, I met my wife at Weber State and she's from Orm, Utah, and uh, Orm has some great trails. So once we got married, we go home there for the summer a lot um, and work at her family's running store. But the trails there in Orm were great. And I, I like to do a lot of like um, a lot of kind of challenge runs, I guess you'd say, just going for FKTs or King of the Mountain on different climbs and stuff. And I thought like it was a great stimulus to build like some good fitness over the summer, but you're not necessarily, you know, pounding out reps or uh, big workouts. So it was a great way just to kind of check my fitness and uh, have fun while I was doing it. So. Cool. Yeah. So like, uh, I'm not, I don't really know what you just said, like you said, FKTs and then King of the Hill, like what, what kind of stuff is that? Yeah. So FKT is like fastest known time. So there's a lot of like mountains up here, um, in Utah. And so just kind of like try to push for the fastest time up, but I really liked, um, pushing more of the uphill than the downhill. I I'm a pretty good downhill runner as well, but when you're running a hundred miles, um, to a hundred you know 15 miles in the summer or whatever it might be it's just a little easier uh to not pound on the downhill and save the legs a little bit so i thought the trails were a great kind of option for me because they allow you to get some soft surface running and you kind of use a little bit more of those hip stabilizing muscles which a lot of us runners have a lot of weak you know just hip stabilizing muscles so it's great to work both those systems and then i could uh get a strong hard effort up and then just kind of chill on the downhill so that's awesome. Well, this is now this is for me just uh, uh just out of curiosity. Um, yeah. So obviously, you've done now so many events and uh, trail runs and marathons. Uh, well, you know, what would you say that your favorite uh, event or uh, race that you've run uh, is? Ooh, that's a good one. Probably my time over in Italy. I got to race a few races over in Italy this summer, and the people were amazing. The mountains were just absolutely gorgeous. Um, the food was delicious. So the races there, I have really fond memories with some good friends that I was able to make uh, through Team USA. And uh, and just I made a lot of super cool international friends that I was able to race a couple other times throughout the year. And so I really enjoyed that trip. It's hard to probably put a finger on a race I like loved the most because even races where I like I blew up, if I blew up or something like that, like. I still really enjoyed it until it sucked, you know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, those were great. And even like races where I didn't blow up, like speed goat 50 K, like I wouldn't say was like the most fun because I was in so much pain by the end, but like, I still really enjoyed it to an extent. So, and I do a lot of Cirque series races, which are kind of like local. They're in Utah, Colorado. They got some in Wyoming. They actually have one over in uh, Switzerland, but those races are always like an absolute blast. I love them. Um, they just have a super fun community and a super cool vibe after the race and before. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. And like I know that you said, um, or you you've told us before that like you're getting a lot of attention from you know USA and everything. So like with trail running, and can you explain like how all that happened and uh, like what race kind of 
got you that in with with um the United States or yeah with USA Trail Running? Yeah, yeah, I was super fortunate. Um, there's a guy named Andy Wacker that started. It's called the Trail Team. Um, it was its first year being organized this last year, and they're trying to help kind of the up and coming and developing trail athletes. Um, just because in the U.S. there's not really like a tunnel that helps um athletes transition from running in college to trails if that's an interest and uh the u.s really i think has a a deep pool of great talent and runners that can do really well on the trail scenes but trails is really popular over in europe and it's kind of something that's starting to take off here in the u.s so he started it to just really help that talent develop and get um kind of a structured team so to speak or a community to help develop those athletes and so it's been super cool i've been able to connect with a lot of people and have great mentorship and that provided me with the opportunities um to apply for a usa team and then uh develop a resume through some of my trail racing this year to qualify me for that usa team and it was super cool uh because i missed the trail worlds this last summer because i was in the middle of track season back in uh the spring of 2023 so there was worlds this last year in uh thailand i believe and so it was a bummer missing out on that because the qualification races were all during track season obviously i can't uh run trails and track um just focus on the college stuff there but once the track season finished in late may i just started busting out some local races and um, some pretty competitive local races and i gotta do some uh kind of domestic and international racing and it was just super cool yeah that sounds awesome i mean does uh was team usa ever a goal for you before it happened did it kind of come across your mind or was it just one of those things where it's like i've been getting an opportunity i'd like to do it um you know what did you what did that feel like yeah i mean i guess i never really thought of it too far in advance um i think it's always kind of like a goal to make a team that's why i'm here this weekend is in hopes to make a a world's team for cross country it's it's been a little hot minute since i've hit the cross country course and i just love to just test my fitness that i've had for this uh, marathon build and um yeah once i started trail racing and just kind of competing at some really big names all the way from a vertical kilometer race, which can only be, you know, two, two to three miles or something all the way up to a 50 K. Um, I just thought like, Hey, like I, I think I'm pretty competitive in this and I like to see how far I can get. And, um, an opportunity arose to, to be on team USA and I took it and it was a fantastic, um, experience. And I, I know I just hope to qualify here again when worlds comes in, I think it's in two years is the next, uh, trail worlds but i'd love to do some more golden trail world series and some of these other really big uh trail series that have kind of super bowl finals so to speak so that's really cool yeah and uh i guess or moving topics a little bit from trail running to like i mean you said tomorrow you're doing a cross and the cross champs uh and with trail running like that you've been doing that for such a a, a like or not i would say such a long time but you've been doing that uh pretty consistently for a good bit uh, you're going to cross country now it's shorter distances and you know it's not as hilly as it um as a trail race but to everyone else running this cross country race it's pretty hilly for them do you feel like that that's given you like a bit of a competitive advantage and you know like how are you kind of going uh going into this race tomorrow yeah totally i think when i started at weaver state that was one thing that really helped me actually um i was able to become 
a two-time All-American there at Weber State. And the first time I was an All-American was at uh, Terre Haute, Indiana, which is pretty hilly. And I feel like I really thrived on the courses that were a little more hilly. Um, and I think that was kind of became part of just from my training over the summer, uh, getting really good at getting that strength from uphill running and stuff like that. So I really enjoyed the hills. This course is a, a fairly flattish course, not a ton of kind of more rolly hills. So it was, should be a pretty dang quick course, to be honest. It's just uh, five 2K loops. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I know I'm just excited to get out there and kind of run with some other guys and see what happens. So that's really, yeah. And uh, I'm sure it's going to be, you're going to have a good time. Um, but like whenever, I guess so now you're saying it's like more of a flatter course, are you actually like, a little more nervous for that because that's not something that like you're like uh, uh that's not your like i guess expertise because your expertise is going up and down and up and down so whenever it's more of a flat do you kind of get like um do you get a little nervous or are you like well i'm so used to going up and down up and down that a flat course is just going to be even better for me yeah i'm not too nervous i'd say i feel like i'm feeling pretty fit with my training just from the marathon bill i've done a lot of you know just flat quick turnover stuff um but I've been having like some just kind of little weird achy quad stuff. I'm not sure what it freak what it what it is, frankly. Um, but try not to overthink it too much. My quads have just been pretty achy for like the last week, and I can't quite pinpoint what it is. Um, they're not like sore from weights or anything. So as long as I'm feeling pretty good outside of that, like I feel pretty confident in my training. Um, and just getting some faster stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I did like a pretty good session like last week where I was able to. I do a couple mile repeats that were pretty quick and uh yeah i feel pretty confident in my speed as well and the second time i was all american cross was kind of like a good chance for me to prove that i could have speed because like the first course i did on was very hilly and the second course was like in tallahassee where there is some hills but it was definitely like a really quick course so it was nice to kind of like check that off and put that under my belt be like okay like i can be an all-american on a fast course or like a hilly course so yeah, having the versatility becomes really important. And, uh, I mean, uh, I was just thinking about this earlier just because you mentioned Terre Haute, and that's a course I ran a lot in high school, um, being from uh, Illinois. That was always where NXR was. But, uh, uh-huh. yeah, so super fun course. But, yeah, definitely a tough one. Um, I wanted to ask, so this race tomorrow, it's a it's a world um, cross-country qualifier, like to make the team. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's essentially like the – um uh, marathon trials in a sense right. but it's just the cross-country trials essentially it's just the cross-country championship so mm-hmm. i actually am not super sure but i think it's the top six athletes qualify for the men's and women's teams and then next month in march or no sorry in two it's not march next month but in march um on like i think march 30th is world cross country and that's in serbia um over in europe so that's awesome i mean obviously i'm i'm sure you do but uh, I want to ask anyway. Do you, you you like your chances to be uh, top six? You know how do you how do you feel that you're fair and uh, going in? Yeah, I haven't looked at the list at all. I think that's one thing that I enjoy just not doing. I don't really care who's there. I just kind of want to go out and and compete. And it's been fun to kind of do that a little bit more this season um, with trail racing because I'm not super familiar with a lot of the names. And you know I'm out there just competing at some guys, and someone's like, "Dude, you were hanging out with that guy," and I was like, "Yeah, I don't know, just kind of running with him." And you find out like he's a really like top world athlete in the trail running series. So I try to do that um, with the marathon that I ran at CIM and here too. It's just kind of fun to go out there and be like, ah, I don't really care who's here. I'm just going to go hang out and uh, 
and see uh, if I can't catch some bodies. So, yeah. Well, that's, that is a really, really interesting way to look at it all. Uh, just like, I don't know. I don't really know anyone that does that. They're just like, ah, you know, it's just another, it's just another body that you're just racing against. But like, what kind of got you into doing, or I don't know if this, you even thought about it, but like, you know, why exactly do you just not, not look at the names or like, I feel like it'd be weird to say like, you don't care. Cause I'm sure you do care, but it's just like, you're just not that interested in like knowing who's all there. Like what, uh, what, like what's the reasoning behind all that? Yeah, I think I did this a lot in high school. I don't know with your guys' experiences, but in high school, like, you kind of just have fun and you just show up to meets and, you know, like, you don't really, uh, not that the words care, but you don't really know, like, who's there in a sense. Like, you you kind of don't care in the sense of, like, oh, I don't care who's here. I'm just going to go have fun and, like, see how good I can do kind of thing. Um, And I think I did a really good job at that for a while in college. But then, like, once I became an All-American, I felt like I had to, like, prove myself and like be like be that caliber of athlete like all the time and I think I kind of got caught up of like oh like if I'm not beating these people then like I'm not proving myself and so I kind of have tried to make it fun in the sense again of like I care who's here but like to an extent like I know I can hang with anyone I've competed at really high levels and I've held my ground against uh all Americans and um and beat people that are like just tearing up the world nowadays like and i'm not saying like they they definitely haven't like an off day but like Terre Haute, it was like cool to look back like oh i beat like abdi hamaner and i beat louis luis grijalva and like you know like there's just different people you beat throughout your career and everyone has off days and everyone has good days so i know it wasn't necessarily like their best day by any means but like i know i can beat certain people and i've beat people before so like why kind of fret over and put extra stress or strain on yourself? Like looking at like, Oh man, like look at all these good guys, look at their PRs. Like maybe their PRs are better than yours. Maybe they're not. So I just like to kind of keep it really chill and go out there and be like, well, I could compete with anyone. I know there's not like Ilya Kipchoge in the field by any means, you know? So like I'm confident I can hang with anyone and let's just go have fun and see what happens. So. I really like that mentality. And I think that's something that needs to be learned through the years, um, especially when you're like, especially like you mentioned when you get to college and you feel like, well, I've got to beat these people if I'm going to be relevant in the scene. Yeah. Do you remember when your mentality kind of changed to uh, more of a, what sounds like a bit more free flowing, like um, I feel like I can beat anyone um, in the field, depending on the day. Um, you know, do you feel, do you, what am I trying to say? Do you remember when that um, kind of shift over from how you were um, to now happened? Yeah, I think it kind of ebbs and flows for me, but I think I definitely had kind of a resurge of this uh, mentality or if you if you'll say in that way, um, mentality of just kind of thinking that way this summer, um, this last summer, just with like my opportunity to go race all these big races. I remember preparing for Speedgoat um, 50K. It's a little long because it's like a 32 mile race and it has almost 12,000 feet of vert. So it's just a real big monster of a race. And uh preparing for that like a lot of people like knew like I was really fast on the trails because I had a lot of like king of the mountains and I'd set a lot of records around uh Utah and some pretty challenging mountains but a lot of people be like oh like just don't go out too fast you know like it's always like those guys that like it's their first uh you know ultra race and they like go out too hard and they do something and like oh you gotta respect the game and I definitely want to respect it, but like I went out and like after a mile and a half, like I felt like I was going pretty slow and controlled. Um, I wasn't going out like a blistering fast pace, like a lot of my 
you know, five to 10 mile trail races or whatever, but like people weren't coming with me. And so I was like, I'm not going to like fret about it. I'm not going to worry. I didn't look at like the start list the night before or anything like that. I just kind of went out there and had fun. And I knew if I ran within myself and my capabilities and training that I'd be just fine. So I think more than anything, doing the work in practice is something that can really help with you just like kind of turning off that nerve um, of worrying about who's there. But I also think some people race workouts. Um, and if you're just someone's not necessarily like racing those workouts, but you perform really well in races, I then that's great too. Like, I don't think you just, you don't always have to be like, I try not to worry about it too much, I guess. I know it's been a real good, like refresher this summer. So just been trying to really keep that vibe of, of this year and hopefully going into the track season as well. Yeah. That's uh that is really interesting to, to think about. And like, it is, I can, uh, I could see it seemed like a little hard for you to describe it in a way just because it's like it's not something that you think about a lot. So like trying to talk more about it is just like, well, I don't know. I just kind of do it. Um, yeah. That's a, I think that like that is just like what we've seen um, like in successful athletes that we've had on this podcast is like they're some of their best mentalities is just like just going out and just having fun really. And like, uh, I know you said that whenever you're doing that, um, one of those 50 Ks that you're like, I mean, it was fun, but it wasn't because I was hurting so much. But like, I mean, is that like your main, uh, like is, is having fun, like your main thing that you're thinking about or like, what, what are you thinking about on those long races? Yeah, I think it's a, a culmination of a lot of different things. Um, I'm kind of rereading through a book called relentless. Um, and I really enjoy it because it talks about how, like, if you want to be relentless or be that really top athlete, a lot of times you're just kind of, you're always chasing like the next step and you're trying to just prove to yourself. You're not really like trying to prove to anyone else or anything like that. And so I think throughout races, like you have just lots of varying thoughts of like, oh, like, um, you just want to see how deep in the well you can go. And I always remind myself, like, part of the reason I run is to like, is to get that pain, you know, like you it's impossible to avoid the pain of races so like i think a lot of people sometimes worry like oh man like i'm like really nervous they get nervous for like when they're going to start hurting in a race but like i think it's always nice to remind yourself like oh like whether you believe it or not like tell yourself like oh i'm excited to feel this pain like this is why i race i race to like see how deep in the well i can go in that pain cave and uh and see what can happen so i think it's just all about like learning and growing and i've had like lots of great races where typically I have like, um, positive mantras I'm repeating or like something just, uh, whether they're additive statements or something like that, just to kind of keep that mind positive or in that neutral field, because it's easy for the mind to turn negative when you're, uh, when things start hurting. No, yeah, I completely agree with, uh, literally everything you just said. And, uh, <laughs> one of the, um, like what? What are some of those sayings and like mantras that you usually? Uh, yeah, you're thinking of the same exactly. Thing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what, what are what are uh, some of those like things that you you uh, say in your mind that keeps you going, keeps you pushing? Yeah, I mean, the first time I was all American, um, I had like this cool thing. Like I, I really like Billy Mills. I'm not sure if you've heard his story, um, but winning the 10k in the Olympics, and he was kind of a nobody before that, um, in the sense of like. He wasn't one of the favorites going into the Olympic series. Like the guys that were favorites had over a minute PR than he did. Um, but really he just believed himself. Like he started like doing this visualization of visualizing him winning, uh, visualizing him like hanging on to those leaders. Um, 
and just like saying statements till he believed him. So around my house, I ended up like taping stuff all around, like in the mirror, whether it was in the mirror, I'd be like, oh, check out that all American or like an all American lives here or like stuff like best kick in the NCA. Like you can hang with anyone, stuff like that. And I would just like, I'd see him all throughout my house. I've had him all over, like whether it was on the fridge, um, by my bed, over a door, all kinds of stuff like that. Because in high school, I feel like I was decent, but I was nothing grand. Like I ended up getting pretty injured and dealing with a uh, mono my senior year. So it kind of really blew up some stuff. And I didn't feel like I hit my potential, but like my PRs were nothing like grand. I mean, this was like pre super spikes, but like I ran. 423 in the mile altitude so it's like a 419 and then like my uh two mile was like a 947 so i think at altitude like the sea level conversion like maybe 930 something like nothing grand by any means um but i i believed i had the work ethic and the drive to get to there and so it was cool like doing workouts and having races where i'd be like beating my two mile pr from high school in the middle of like an 8k or a 10k race and um my big kind of a thing I'd say over and over in my head when I was at nationals in Terre Haute was like, look good, feel good, run good. Um, And not like look good, like your hair looks good, but like look good in your form. Like I was like, okay, like you got to look good. Like you got to, your form has to look good. You got to feel good. So I was like, look good, feel good, run good. And I just kept like repeating that over and over. And then like towards the end of the race, I'd always like remind myself like, oh, you got the, like you can, you can hang with anyone. You got the best kick. And like, it really helped me like to pass a lot of people. I, I think that year, like, I don't know if I had like, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just like spin out crap, but I, I don't know if I had like a single race where like I lost places in the last K. Like I just would constantly like repeat like, Oh, you got the best kick in the NCA and whether like, that's like, you know, true by any means, you know, like I'm sure there's other guys that like have better kicks that are mild specific guys, but like, I really believed it. Like I believed like once I got to the end of the finish line, like I could outkick anyone. Um, and honestly, I think kicking is like kind of just flipping that mental switch. Like everyone's in pain at the end of a 10 K or an end of eight K or five K or whatever the heck it might be. But uh, if you just flip that switch, like you can get those legs moving and if you believe it, it will happen. So I think it's really important just to repeat those things. Um, and sometimes it's hard to go from like negative to positive. Like if you're really hurt and you're like, Oh crap, I, I can't finish or I can't hang. So like sometimes it's just simply going from those negative to like neutral thoughts of like, you could be like, Oh, a sports psychologist I met with would say like name, like three things you can like see, smell or hear or something, or like count how many steps until like you lose count, like whether it's neutral thoughts like that, um, just to put your mind in more of a neutral state. And then it's easier to go to that positive state. That's great, but I think it's just kind of repeating things like that um, can really help. Yeah, I love that. I mean, there's some. I think there's some really good things in there. I I wanted to ask if there is a race that you recall where you almost you went like that you're particularly proud of because you maybe went out, didn't feel very good, started to doubt maybe early on, and then were kind of able to pull yourself out of a hole, um, you know, mentally and and make it a good day. Is there anything? You know, do you have any experience of races like that that you might be like, it wasn't the flashiest result, but just kind of like, you know what, I got through it today and I, I pulled something together on a day that it could have been a lot worse. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had, I think I've had quite a few races like that where like, I wouldn't say the finish was, you know, definitely spectacular by any means, but um, 
I think maybe my, I think it was my sophomore year, actually. Um, sophomore cross-country season at Weber State. We were in uh, Greeley, Colorado. It, like, snowed um, the night before, and there was, like, four inches of snow, and the course was, like, just an absolute, like, crapshoot. It was super, like, messy and just cold and muddy. And uh, for some reason, like, the gun went off, and I was just not feeling good. And our conference is pretty good with the big sky. Like, we had SEU, um, Montana State, Weber State, NAU. Um, so we had a lot of teams that were, like, we had like four teams, a lot of years that were like top 30, top 35 teams in the country. And then any, you know, there's powerhouse. So, but I had a big goal of just like being all conference again that year. So top 10 in the conference is really good. I feel like it sets you up for like a really good chance to finish like top 60 at nationals. If you're like top 10 in our conference. And I was just, I just remember I was like feeling really crappy, just kind of struggling, but, uh, just kind of like really stuck it out. And I think it was like, I, I started thinking of the race in like small bits. Um, if you look back at the times that those race, like they were so bad because the course was like almost half a mile long from like what they said it was. And then like, it was just so muddy and wet. So it was super funny. Cause like, even like the top NAU guys, like the eight K times for the day were like, I want to say they were like 26 minutes or something or 27 oh, wow. minutes. And so like, if you didn't know like how bad the course was and how like, long it was it was pretty funny you'd look at the results you're like oh my gosh like they were jogging out there but yeah um it was definitely like a tough gritty race and I have other races but like that was probably one of the ones I can think of off the top of my head well like what what did you do to get yourself like or what would you do to get yourself to stay in it yeah I I mean at that point I had like stuff like my team was fighting for uh a position to finish second and hopefully uh like our goal is always to you know try to win the conference but it's pretty hard when you got NAU there so like it's always good if we can finish second beat like SEU and Montana State so like that was a big goal and I was like fighting for my team I was like okay like I can't give up I've been like the top guy this year like um but we had like some really good guys like we had like probably three or four guys I feel like that could all be like that we could we're pretty interchangeable throughout the year and so I really stuck it out um and I think I ended up finishing like second or third on the team and I finished like eighth in the conference or something and so i think having like a bigger overarching um reason to fight for other than yourself was really helpful but i also knew like i like people were counting on me and i was counting on myself so like i think i did a really good job of like doing those like statements those additive and like proactive statements like i don't actually remember exactly what i was saying at the time but i have like a sleeve of different things i say you know like so I think just like reminding myself like, oh, you feel good um, was something that was really helpful. So I like that a lot. I think one thing we talked about recently with someone on, on here was um, talking about their why um, as to why they're running and stuff, um, you know, whether it be teammates, family, um, you know, whatever is for that specific person. So for you, what, you know, what is your, you know, you kind of like your why to, to keep going, you know, and stuff when it gets when it gets hard. Yeah, that's great. Um, I think my why, frankly, it changes varying on the season. Um, that season when I had that tough race, um, I don't want to take a ton of time, but I had a long story where I actually ended up getting surgery after my freshman year on my IT band. Um, and over the summer, I I had a goal to be all American that year, and so I had these goals, the these tiered goals. Essentially, I want to finish like you know top ten in the conference and top fifteen and 
regionals and uh you know and the top 40 at, or i think i said like top 21 it was like 7 7 14 21 is like what i kind of picked and i had these tier goals so to speak and um i long story short i didn't like really start the season until super late because i i got the it band surgery and then it busted open got infected and so i had like i had to have like a pick line in my arm um for like an antibiotic and then the season, like I finally actually started feeling really good throughout the season. And then I ended up having like a hip injury at the start of August, like right when the season started, I found I had a, a torn labrum and I ended up getting a PRP injection in like October. And it was a miracle. I think just miraculously God blessed me and I was able to run um, through that season and get a really quick turnaround. But I was really working really hard and just kind of pushing myself throughout that cross training time because I had these goals and I don't know the exact stats. I always forget them, but it's something like if you, if people that have goals compared to people that don't are like six times more like uh, likely to achieve those things or be successful. And then it's like, if you write down your goal and you have someone keeping you accountable and verbalizing those goals, it's like, it increases it by like 33% more than that. So wow. that summer, that's when I had kind of written all those things throughout my house and I'd had these big goals and I, I let my coach and my teammates know and my wife. Um, and so like I had all these people keeping me accountable. And so like when I was cross training and I was injured, I was still working my butt off. Like I didn't know if I'd even be able to run that year, but I knew like, Hey, like I have these tiered goals and if there's going to be any chance of me going to nationals, I still have to work just as hard. Like when I'm not running, whether it's on the bike or the pool or doing various different things that day. So that really helped me. Um, and that gave me a, like a deep why. And ironically at, I think I just missed my goal at at conference because I just started running in October and conference was like two or three weeks after I started running. So I just missed my goal at conference. I think I finished eighth or something and I want to finish top seven. But having those tier goals allowed me to like still be like, okay, like I wasn't quite where I wanted, but I'm like really close. And then at regionals, I finished 14th, which was exactly what I wanted. Um, maybe I finished 11th, 11th or 14th. So I completed that. And then at nationals, I finished 14th, which was like surpassed, like what my goals was. So I think having those goals and like this deeper why of like trusting the process, um, really helped me to reach the ultimate goal. And, and some season is different. Like I have different goals every year, um, and different whys, but I think having, and one of my big whys is I always was like, everyone's like, oh, why do you run? Like, it's not the most enjoyable sports, you know? Like, I grew up playing soccer and baseball, and they're very fun. And I've actually really grown to love running. And But I would say, like, it's a lot easier to run in soccer and not realize, like, you're running, you know? You don't, like, you're not, like, suffering out there all the time because you're, like, dying. But uh, I always just want to see, like, how far I could go. I wouldn't want to look back on my life and be like, oh, like, I gave up in running. I didn't, like push to see what my full potential was and I didn't give all this time and effort. Um, and then, so I just don't want to ever look back on things and regret like not giving it my all and, uh, seeing how, how far I could take it. So. Oh man, you just said so much that like really, uh, like could really help a lot of people. And like, I don't know, I guess one of the first things I uh, wanted to talk about, I was like, you said that, I mean, you, you had a, uh, I'm sorry, what was the exact injury, but it was a pretty big injury though. Right. So I had an IT band surgery um, that kept me out. Like my freshman year, I ran cross and then it kept me out for about five, six months. And I finally just got surgery on it. And then I ended up tearing my, I had a, a lot of hip pain and I ended up getting an MRI and doing all kinds of stuff and found out I had a torn labrum um, was what I dealt with kind of in the middle of the season. 
like that yeah like that is so intense and like especially like with your goals that you had set like are were so high and then like something like that happens and then you still somehow are able to like i mean achieve those goals or like get super freaking close to them like i mean through all cross training and like what i know you just gave your wife for all of it but like what what kept that the drive there because like i mean i know a lot of people that would just be like okay it's going to be basically a recovery year and not really try to push it that hard like what what kept you going what kept you pushing yeah um i think it really just goes back to those goals and like the people that were keeping me accountable i think the big thing with like having goals and if you write them down is like also making sure someone's there to keep you accountable because had I not have someone keeping me accountable, like, you know, as soon as like I got injured, I could just throw in the towel, but like, yeah, okay. Like I'll just, you know, like no one knew about my goal, I'll make the goal next year when I'm like healthy. Um, and honestly, like I, the odds of me running were very like unlikely that year. Like I was really surprised. I think it was just a straight miracle, um, that God was able to help me to get to that point because I tried so many different things before I finally had convinced the doctors to try PRP. Um, it didn't have like a lot of like written uh, studies about it. Like it was the research on it was fairly limited, but from what I was finding, like a lot of pro athletes that have um, accessibility to stuff like that had really good results. But when I went and got the PRP injection, I had like a race. I want to say like eight days after um, it was at Notre uh, pre Nats. Yeah. So I ran Notre Dame. I kind of had been trying all this stuff and after Notre Dame, we were in uh, Chicago flying back to Utah, and I, I did a long run the day after, and that was the most I'd ran in a long time. I, I got up to, like, 60 miles, and that was, like, my first week back running, and I remember my hip was, like, in such bad shape. I had to, like, walk back from, like, the long run. It was just in so much pain. I, like, I had to cut it short, and so, like, the next week, I didn't run at all, and I finally had come across and convinced the, the doctors to try the PRP, and it was kind of like a last shot because... I could still get a medical redshirt if I didn't run pre-nats because I'd just been kind of running through the pain and trying different things. But when I got the PRP shot, like the doctor's like, okay, like you'll be lucky. We'll probably start you back running um, in like December or January is what he said. And I was like, I was like planning on like trying to run on it in like a week, you know, and like a lot of the stuff say like, you got to take like four weeks off. Um, so honestly, like all I can really chalk it up as like a sheer miracle. Um, it got in there and I, I took off like two. So pre nats was two weeks after Notre Dame. Um, I took like, I got the shot like ten days out, and then I took every day off until the day right before pre nats, and I ran the course preview. And the coach was like, "Hey, how's the hip feeling?" I'm like, "I don't know. Let's give it a shot. Let's see. I think it feels fine." And um, the race went pretty well. And I was still far off from like my goal, like, you know, like my goals, I didn't have necessarily goals on where I wanted to finish at pre-nats, but I think I finished around 30th or 40th at pre-nats, which is like, okay, like I got a lot of work to get to like top 40 at nationals, like by from pre-nats, but those goals really kept me going in that time. Like I would, I'd bike for, I mean, I don't remember the exact times, but I'd put in, I feel like a lot of like over two hour days, like I'd be cross training more than I was like running, which I think you kind of have to do just because there's not as much pounding, but I'd bike for like 75 minutes and then I go swim for like another hour or something like that. So I think having those goals and the accountability people like, Oh, Hey, like it wasn't likely I'd be coming back, but like, I didn't want to be like, Oh, 
I can actually run the season and all of a sudden find out like, yeah, I, I wasn't actually committed and I didn't fall through on like training and doing those hard things. So I'd be fit for when it, when the opportunity did arise. So. Yeah. I mean, that is uh, like, I mean, that mindset, that, that mentality there's like really strong. And um, I guess before, before I answer or ask my next question, what it was a PRP. What is that? Uh, it's called a platelet rich plasma injection. So it's a really cool thing because they just take out your blood and they get all of like the great um, healing mechanisms from like your blood and they inject it back into your body and it helps like your body start healing at like a hundred times your body's normal healing mechanisms. So it's kind of like, you know, when you roll your ankle, you get a lot of, you know, blood flow there and your body starts like healing and doing all that jazz. Essentially, that's like what it is, but they take all that good stuff and then they just inject it back into your body at like a really high concentrated amount. Interesting. I am. I'm not gonna lie. I'm surprised that that's that's legal. Uh, I mean, but I mean, if, it, if it's legal, <laughs> then, you know, it's you know, it's uh, it don't matter. But uh, that's really interesting. And yeah. Uh, do you have anything? Yeah, dude, that's unbelievable. I mean, I, I really like that story just because like I, it turned into. What I'm sure 14 the national is is you know you've exceeded your goal and uh you know it all came from you know um you know a mentality of uh, no excuses and being able to be held accountable and I mean uh, man I feel like I don't know if have you been hurt before like not long term not, not really I mean I know I've been hurt long term before and you know cross training is is a different animal um you know you're in there alone putting in um putting in time like that and I'm sure you know I'm sure the the hours alone add up so i mean you know that's that's pretty awesome um i think changing subjects a little bit just i wanted to ask obviously you have a lot of you you told us earlier that you had a lot of um offers to go to the professional level and you've chosen to stay at byu for this last track season um what was that decision process like and you know was there a consideration to just go straight to pro now or you know you know why have you decided to stay at byu yeah, um, the big thing is I thought like once I go pro, excuse me, it's very unlikely I'll I'll hit the the track again. I'll mostly be doing road and trail running, and so last season, um, <laughs> I I feel like I'm probably saying I'm injured a lot. I feel like I'm not crazy injury prone, but last season I started doing some steeple, and I got a stress fracture in my fibula, um, my fibula head. And this was like a month out from regional. So I kind of had to hit, go back to the drawing board and like really hit the cross training. Um, and I ended up just kind of like barely missing out my goals. I had to scratch the 3K and the 5K. Um, and I went all in on the 10K. I just kind of really cross trained or did a lot of incline treadmill running because the impact was really low, just stuff like that. Um, and my fibula, if you don't know what the fibula head is or the fibula, it's like your non weight bearing bone in your calf. Um, but mine, I ended up getting a stress fracture in it from the steeple chase. I think just from the way I landed, I, I put a lot of impact on the outside of my foot, how my ankle rolled in. And so it just got really painful to like hurdle and jump and land on. So, um, luckily I was able to kind of run through it for a good amount. The, like I taped it really good and tried to like, cause your tibia is mostly like, you know, 85 to 90% weight bearing your fibula just weight bears a little bit. It's really not supposed to be done for that. But that's why I, I think I ended up getting a stress fracture is the steeple chase put too much weight on it, essentially. So I ended up missing going to nationals and becoming an all American in track by like a half a second. 
I finished like one spot out of going to nationals and the guy that was ahead of me was like literally like a half a second to a second ahead of me. So I just barely missed it. Um, and so I didn't want to like leave that last season on the, on the table knowing like I, I could have reached my goals and I had one more shot to do it, you know? So I have some PRs I want to chase and I want to be an all American in track. And so I think just some unfinished business and I'm not like, dying for my I'm not wealthy by any means but I'm not dying for money like I have a I'm a general manager at a running store so like I knew I could make this work like I wasn't like oh like I need I need to sign a contract to get money so I was like okay I can work this this year throughout school and go to school um and train and get one last opportunity to chase some PRs and and then uh when the time's right I'll sign that trail contract and and trails season really doesn't start racing until like I mean, the big bulk of the races start in like May, June. So I really am not missing out on too much. There's a few races in April that I, in May that I kind of wanted to do, but like, I was like, Hey, like, I don't want to look back and regret not doing my last track season. So might as well give it a go. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's some unfinished business there. Uh, it's pretty nice. And yeah. And listen, I would love to, we would love to talk to you more, but, uh, we do uh, have to start wrapping up. And, but dude, I really totally. appreciate uh, you coming on and talking to us and, you know, letting us pick your brain, uh, you know, we'll pray for you for tomorrow and uh, hopefully you do well. Appreciate yeah. Hey, I appreciate it guys. Of course. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Well, uh, quickly, one last thing is the hair modeled after Craig angles. <laughs> uh, n- I don't know. I mean, he's definitely a good looking guy. You can't complain about that. Uh, so yeah, I, I had a pretty good mullet last year, and then I chopped it. Um, I was actually in, like, a mullet competition. Pit Viper um, does, like, this oh, mullet yeah. competition. So, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I was in that last year, and then I chopped it, and I had, like, a Jedi braid, and now I'm growing it back. I really missed the mullet is what I realized. So, hoping to get it out and, and luscious and long, get a little Craig Angles flow going on. So, yeah, that's the goal. I love that. Had to ask. I just had to ask by the end. But, anyway... Everyone, thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Run Happy Podcast. Christian, man, we've had a great time talking to you, and I'm really happy we did this. So uh, we hope you have as well. And then to everyone listening, we will catch everyone next time. Goodbye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to like and subscribe, and we'll catch you all next week.